0: Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. We love to talk to the successful students from our community who are using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple income streams. Most of the time around here, when we interview a student, it's someone who's using the Amazon seller training that we have inside the Proven Amazon course, and they've built a beautiful business based on those strategies. But today, we've got someone who's been in the community much longer than that. The gentleman you're about to hear from, his name is Ben. He's now a coach on our team as well. But he's been in our community for way over a decade, maybe 15 years, something like that. We'll, we'll hear it in the story here in a moment. But the thing I love about his story is he's struggled, he's risen, he's crashed and burned, he's risen again, he's flamed out, he's had weird law thing, legal things happen to him, he's had competitors do strange things to him. And this is all before Amazon even came on the scene. He's been doing e-commerce as long as I have in different ways. And there's not a lot of us out there like that. And I think if you just listen to his story, hear the things he's talking about, it's gonna be a little peek behind the curtains of what this e-commerce adventure has looked like for a couple decades. Now, if you wanna skip that part and you just wanna hear the Amazon part and the parts that are relevant for today and for now and the things that you could go do, well, I would encourage you to listen to the rest of it. There's so many good lessons in the stories he has today. There is some great content at the end, talking about a couple of partners he's working with now. They've got a $70,000 a month business helping brands get onto Amazon and just how organically they stepped into that. If you've got even basic Amazon seller skills, you could be helping brands get on Amazon. It's one of the modules in our proven Amazon course library actually. When you buy the proven Amazon course, you get all the modules day one instantly. And one of them is the proven product partnering. And that's a significant part of Ben's income now is that business model. But we don't talk about that till towards the end of the episode. And I'll stick a note in the show notes when that part starts, because this is a longer episode. And if like I said, if you want to skip over the early days of eBay and some of the things he's done, you can skip right to that part and hear some of that part of the story. But I really think you'll benefit from hearing the journey you know, I mean, he he had police show up at his place and slap handcuffs on him because he didn't have the right license to be selling the car parts he was selling on eBay at one point. Crazy stuff like that. Just a, for me, a very interesting journey. And hopefully you agree. That, but it is a longer episode. So I wanted to do the service of saying, hey, we'll stick a link in the show notes to where you can kind of pop into the current day and what he's got hopping right now. He's doing some liquidations and you'll hear him talk about it. We emphasize this in the audio today as well. You can go to liquidation, buy these pallets and such. Do not sell that stuff on Amazon. You're crazy to do so. It's a very unnecessary risk. He's had trouble with it, even doing it just with eBay and Facebook Marketplace. And he shares very transparently, but there's some opportunity there. But the thing I want you to listen to today, something that I think is very important for you to understand is there's a difference between Putting some money in the bank, running on a hamster wheel, hustling, and building a real business that you can step away from, that you can sell at some point, that's an asset that you're growing, that can be handed to someone else and they can take over. That's a very important distinction because if you're just looking to hustle, put some money in the bank, that's great. Typically, you're newer, younger into the industry. You're a little more maybe desperate for some resources. Go that route. We can help you. Very easy skills for you to learn. Doesn't cost you any money even. Hit some yard sales, that sort of thing. He talks about that today. But when you're ready to build a real business, we're here to help. You can get over to silentgym.com, say our coaching link, and sign up for a conversation with us. We'd love to talk about your e-commerce journey. See if maybe a coach is right for you. Maybe you just need to prove an Amazon course. Maybe all you need is our free podcast. That's great too. But if you got some time to listen to a couple guys reminiscing about the history and their journey, about 20 years through e-commerce, Ben has been doing this a long time. Like I said, he's seen some highs and lows, and he shares very transparently today. The first time he's ever shared his story, too, which is really cool. So, hopefully, you're encouraged by that as well. But God bless you, business building warrior. So glad you're a part of our community. I'm going to get Ben on the line right now. Enjoy our conversation. So, Ben, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Hey,
1: Jim, how you doing? I'm blessed, man. It's good to see you again, my friend. Nice to see you, too. So, hey, full disclosure here, I'm a little bit nervous, okay? This is actually going way out of my comfort zone because a lot of times, you know, when I was a lot younger, I got really nervous in certain situations. And uh, matter of fact, if you could believe this, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an actor and a singer. So I, I was used to be very comfortable with this kind of thing. Sure. And uh, it was one moment in time. I just went to high school right after going to a you know a grade school. It was a Catholic school that I knew everybody, and was very comfortable. I got on stage, I did plays, I sang, the whole nine yards. And then I went to a guidance class, my first day of uh, high school, in a big, big school. New place. And, yeah, and and they just said, "Hey, who wants to read this poem?" And you know, every kid put their head down, like, "Oh no, 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 what you... not don't pick me, don't pick me." And me, hey, you know, very expressive. I'm Italian. My hands, are... I'm like, I'll do it. So I grabbed the poem and I start reading it and I'm very expressive. I'm doing my thing. And little by little, I noticed that all the kids were staring at me and just really peering into my soul. Just like, and I just got this overwhelming feeling like I was not accepted. You know, I guess you're old, you're on edge your first day at a new place. Yeah, sure. And honestly, I had a, I had a panic attack. Wow. And at that point I just went and just disenrolled from all my drama classes that's the entire sad, rest of my life. I could not do this ever again. And so here I am, 53 years old, yeah. and I just realized, you know, I joined the uh, mentorship program, not the mentorship. Mastermind. You were in a mastermind, master, the mastermind group from, the right? from the last conference, right? the last conference. And I didn't want to do it. I was just petrified. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what? If I'm ever going to move forward and, uh, and start to make some progress beyond where I'm, I'm at right now. I just got to get out of my comfort zone and do yes. things like this. So I did that, Glad I did it. And uh, this was a big one for me. Congratulations. And Thank you. Thank you. I,
0: it truly really is an honor. And I think that's going to encourage some other people because I know, I, I mean, so. I talked to these people, we've had, you know, 11 live events and I've, you know, our 12th one's coming up in May of 2024. And you're going to be there. Right. That's going to be so great. Oh, but, I've talked to a lot of people who say, oh, they've just got these incredible stories. I'm like, would you please get on the podcast? And their their excuse or reason or rationalize, yeah. ah, I just, I, I can't, I can't do something like that. I just, yeah. so let me say to them something that I've said to you in the past as well. And, and when I've seen people take this journey, a necessary part of your growth in business is using your voice, using your face, getting out there, sharing what you know, sharing your story, telling people who you are, what you do. And I'm so sorry for that, you know, young high school kid. That, you know, there probably no one in the room was thinking what you thought they were thinking. But it doesn't take much when you're that age, man. I no. mean, I remember those moments. We all had those moments where, like, okay, my social life is over. I just <laughs> totally destroyed my chances at having any kind of normal dating life, or you know, oh, you trip in the hallway or something, right? It just and it sticks with you for life, man. For life. It's
1: it's like working out, right? It takes you forever to build up this strength and these muscles. Then you stop for a week or two and you're flabby again. It's like, what?
0: Yeah, it's (laughs) easy. The default condition is to isolate and and e-commerce is a lonely thing and you don't need to compound it by hiding. Uh, And that's become the greatest predictor. Just if I can soapbox for a minute that I've discovered Mm -hmm. the greatest predictor of who makes it and who doesn't is the people who are willing to build relationships with intentionality, have conversations, get in a mastermind group, go to meetups, go to live events. Those people make it. People that struggle are the people that stay home, try to do it themselves. You know, maybe jump on the Facebook group once in a while to see what's up, but that's about it, man. Those people they struggle consistently. Yeah. You need relationships, and it's even—I always have a copy of one of my favorite business books right here: "Business Secrets from it. the Bible" by awesome. Daniel Lappin. He's going to be our keynote speaker in May, by the way, at the Proven Conference, and we'll get into e-commerce here in a minute. I promise everyone, yep. but uh, listeners. But he mentions in a couple chapters in there, you know, it's several very specific tips, biblical strategies, regardless of worldview, these things apply. And basically the, the summary of it is: you know, if you're going to do business successfully, you're going to need some basic math. And just as important is you're going to need some basic speaking, presenting, meeting people, using your voice, using your face, going places, talking to people, telling them what you do. You can't succeed just sitting quietly behind your keyboard, hitting buttons.
1: It just doesn't work. Not true. It's not sustainable. You think you think you can, you know what I'm saying? Because it's easy in the sense of, oh, I could do this, you know, mm-hmm. but you hit a wall really, really fast. And, and, and I've hit that wall multiple times. And I know this is what I've been lacking. So I'm, I'm hoping that this encourages a lot of people who may be going through the, some of the same things I am. Mm-hmm. And look, man, just, just throw you, what, what's the worst thing that could happen? You know, I, my voice might tremble. I might, you know, just stutter through some things, but the have truth of matter is, or something yeah. Like yeah. But the truth of the matter is I, I do love helping people. I have done some courses and things I have got up in front of a class and was able to teach people how to do e-commerce. And the love of that is what pushed me through it. And after a little while, Good for you. the nervousness went away and, and, mm-hmm. and I feel it starting to dissipate already. Yeah, so. You make it about the other people. Exactly. You know?
0: Exactly. Uh, my mentor challenged me again, Rabbi Daniel Lapp, and He said, "Jim, yeah, you know, I don't want you to ever speak with notes or slides ever again." Uh, I'm like what? Yeah, Are you kidding I me? Do that? You know? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, the last couple of conferences, I hop up, I'm the opening speaker, and I'm probably going to keep it a lot shorter this year. But you know, I bring other guests up, and we have things too, But I just, you know, I memorize a short bullet point in my head, and that's the stuff we're going to talk about. And I did it like an hour and a half, and I went from being ridiculously nervous the first time, your head sweating, and could stammering through reading off my notes and. Uh, But it's a skill you learn, you develop, and it serves you very, very well to do so. So congratulations. And the the reason we spent so much time at the start of this one today, uh, you know, I I love hearing your story, Ben, and I love telling stories about me. Everyone does. But the main reason we're doing this is to encourage other people to hop on the podcast. If you've got a story to share, how this community or this podcast has served you well and Mm -hmm. helped improve your life, your business, your money, dude, let us know and hop on here like
1: Ben's doing, being very brave today, man. Appreciate you, dude. Hey. I feel good about it. And, uh, I do want to, I do have tons of stories. Got engaged in school. She's from Binghamton, New York. It's about two hour drive West of Albany. So she graduated before me and then we moved out to Binghamton and, uh, we got married in 94 and I went to work right away for, um, both IBM and uh, Lockheed Martin. I was working as a contractor, but the next defining moment was when they came up to me. I was at Lockheed Martin, um, and they, uh, My manager came up to me and said, congratulations, you're employee of the month. Fantastic. What what, did I get? Hand me an envelope. Inside this envelope, kid you not, no one ever believes me, it's God's honest truth, McDonald's coupons, movie tickets. Wow. I don't remember what the third thing was. I thought you were going to say a $50,000 check or something. No, no. (laughs) And they they said, I said, oh, good one. And I literally handed it back to my manager laughing. I was like, you got me. And he got all serious and said, Ben. Look, times are tough, man. This this is it. And I said, Oh, if this is the pinnacle of my existence here, I said, I quit. On the spot. He hands on the spot. He Dude. hands me your employee of the month and I quit. And I was like, that's he was awesome. just stupefied. And I was just like, <laughs> absolutely, I'm not gonna do that. So I opened up my computer store in upstate New York. And this that's was great. gosh, right? Probably late 90s. It was a little bit of a of a chance I took, but I, I really believed in it called up one of my frat brothers. I said, dude, let's start a business, man. And he's like, what do you want to do? I was going to open up a computer store. I did that. And that's what got me on the road to e-commerce. But what I did was when I first started selling computers, we were assembling them, servicing and supporting them. And I enjoyed the business. I really do. But I had so many people who would try to do it, you know, who would come to me and they didn't want to pay top prices to Dell and Gateway and all those guys, but they wanted my support, you know? And I was just like, look, you can't have both. You know, you have my support. You got to pay a little bit of a premium. Yeah. And uh, so I struggled with that business and then decided uh, instead of selling computers, I was going to rent them. So I started putting them in uh, cafes and hotels and we ran a public internet business. Hmm. And um, the next uh, lesson I learned from that was that a customer on the phone and I was super excited to talk to him about it. He was grilling me about these internet vending machines, right? Because it was essentially, it was a vending business. I put them in a cafe. I'll never forget the day. First week I went to go empty the machine. And I know you were in the vending business, right? You, you did something similar. 25 years ago, had a vending route. that I'd Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a cool business, right? But let cool. me tell you, when I went to this cafe and I opened up that, uh, because what I did was I created a metal box. I had a machine shop, build me a metal box, put the dollar bill acceptor in there and found some software called NetStop or something like that and yeah. plugged in the dollar bill acceptor into the software. And then it would just, anytime somebody put a dollar in, it would dial up the modem and you'd hear the, you know, all that, yeah. those sounds. And um, people were putting ones, fives, tens, and twenties. So I would go once a week and I have a picture somewhere. Maybe I can give have you put it on this because it's, it's just loaded with bills and people were in the cafe or drinking coffee. They're like, dude, I'm in the wrong business because they see the machine. I loved that. I loved it. I had such a blast doing that, but very short-lived. That's basically the start of my e-commerce journey is I put uh we started selling these cars on eBay. Funny thing was, we would put wrecked cars up for sale on eBay. They'd soup them up. And I mean they made them look great with the with the paint and the stickers and the whole nine yards. So we would then first we would repair them and make them look good and sell them. Then we decided let's let's try to sell wrecked cars. In other words, let's not fix them. Mm-hmm. So instead of doing all the the you know improvements to the car. We just we would pull off the nasty looking torn up pieces. We would detail the inside of a wrecked car, and then take pictures and sell them. And people we sold them as fixer upper cars. And we were one of the first ones on eBay to sell fixer upper vehicles. Yeah.
0: You got other people into that business model. We helped a lot of people, and this has been twenty years ago. But that was a absolutely. that was a hot opportunity there
1: for yep a couple years at least, right? Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, just. Oh, I forgot one thing. It's easy to jump from one thing to another. I mean, there's oh, sure. so much. And then at me as a computer guy who could do software, oh my gosh, everything I would see was just like turn it into a program, program it right. Mm-hmm. But time is your most limited asset, and you know. But but then um, okay, I'll try to I'll try to zip through this last part. But it's very important. So we we got the um, we got the car business going. So one weird thing that happened in upstate New York is we had a, a, a policeman come by one day, and he's like, "Hey guys." No, oh, so we we ended up when the two cars sold. I made all that money. I shut down the computer business and I pivoted into. I was suddenly a salvage car dealer. You know, my wife's like, "What are you doing?" It's like, just just bear with me. We're, we'll get there. She's a saint, by the way. She deserves a medal for dealing with me all these years. Oh, I'm the mean, spouse of entrepreneurs Yeah, I mean, there's got you know, God's gonna be like, just just go. <laughs> she needs to go well, to my wife's session. Yeah, of- that's, <laughs> that's what I keep telling her. I'm going I'm to I'm gonna, I'm gonna They laugh a- at us. Absolutely. Like yes. just to
0: steal a line from my wife's presentations. <laughs> she'll, she'll say, hey, when they come to you with their latest idea, don't roll your eyes. Don't say how. Just say, wow. And they'll go away and probably never do it anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so true. <laughs> I, I can almost see the look on her face when I bring some. So now, now I just temp, temper it down a little bit. I just feel, oh, I might do this or I might do that, you know. But anyway, so, so the cop came by and he's like, this looks awfully fishy, guys. Mm. You've, got, you've got, I see a lot of wrecked cars here. I don't see a lot of customers coming in. And I said, let's have a seat. I'll show you exactly what I do. So I went through, I showed him my listings, the eBay listing, took them around the shop and everything else. It didn't stop one day in the morning, I went to go get my fingerprints done to apply for a dealer license in okay. the state of um Michigan uh, to, to be able to buy cars there. And I go back to the, um to the, our shop and I get a call from a guy. He's like, Hey, I, I saw this part on eBay and I want to come and pick it up. So, okay. If I pay with cash and it's like, well, I won't be here, but my partner lad will and uh, come on in and he'll, I'll tell, let him know you're coming. I went to the, uh DMV to get my dealer license and submit my my fingerprints. I got a call from them. Absolute pandemonium in the background. It was a sting operation. No they way. They came in. They brought my partner brought the car part out, gave him the cash, slapped the cuffs on him, arrested him. It's a felony in New York state to sell parts without a dismantler's license. I had Wait. a salvage license. There's and a i person. had a, and i had a parts license the <laughs> parts license is not good a salvage license you needed a dismantler's license that's insane and Are like i insane. just said i'm very reserved i'm very shy. i don't i walked into the same troopers barracks that i got my fingerprints done that morning and my partners in the same exact spot Getting his fingerprints like, done because he's been Twilight, arrested. <laughs> Twilight zone oh material. Gosh. I walked in there That's swearing nuts. like a truck driver, and a t- cop had to grab me and drag me into his office. He's like, Are you out of your mind? Do you know where you are. I was like, Yes, I do, because I was here this morning, and now my partner's getting his fingerprints. I'm like, please tell me what the crime is. And he goes, Did you do something to a to a customer or did, did you have a, a competitor? I was like, Maybe I don't know. And he's like, Because this came from the DMV. Hmm. And later on, I I remembered one customer that bought a car from us, and he did request that we repair the vehicle and get it ready. It was an Acura. And we started the work on it. It was about three days into it. And he calls me and says, hey, rip up that deposit check because my customer bailed on me, so I won't be taking the car. I'm like, well, I already started paying guys, so I can't rip up the deposit check. And he said, you don't want to bleep with me. And I said, sir, I am just doing business here. He asked for work. He hung up the phone. Yeah. He, he went after you yes. wow shut the business down we I had to prove ownership of every vehicle on the lot and we moved the business from new york to georgia because of that my partner just said look i don't want to be in new york anymore i said i don't either my and wife's you. not going to move so he was 10 years younger he he brought the wife and family he yes. moved down to georgia we wow. transplanted the business down there so got the business going there and we were still doing i was doing it remotely i was still listing cars uh, we started doing more wholesale we got that business up to about $8 million a year, but I will say this, the margins were razor thin Yeah, and it was a very false sense of security because you you see the, the big checks, you see things moving, Yeah, but you really weren't making a whole heck of a lot of money. And yeah. I kind of turned a blind eye to it. Now, at, finally, my wife agreed. Her job was, she, she wasn't happy with the job. She's like, all right, I'll take the leap, move the family down to Georgia. Um, When we moved down there, the business kept growing, doing well, you know, like I said, but we, we borrowed money to get that business going Mm -hmm. and, and floor plans, you're familiar with floor plans. Basically they provide you a line of credit and they hold a title. So you go to the auction, like you have this massive line of credit, you just buy cars and they put it on your tab and uh, they keep the title as collateral. And then when you Mm -hmm. sell the car, you pay it off and they send you the title and you give it to the customer. A lot of dealers. Yeah. But it's essentially mafia money, you mm-hmm. know, honestly. And I learned that the hard way and that's what happened. It came to a crashing halt. So we, we did that for quite some time. We, we were in that business about eight years, but I stopped doing everything else because I figured this is my retirement. This is, so I did put all those eggs in one basket. And, um, one day the, the guys came along and said, you know, what? you're, you're selling cars, uh, used to be 30 day turnaround. And now you're at 40 days. We're going to, we're going to pull some of that line of credit back. So they they cut the lines 35% overnight. And I think we had a like 1.5 million in buying power and that dropped down to whatever. And we already had that line pegged. Right. And I knew that was the end of that business. I yeah. knew it came over. Yeah. And I'll never forget the day I stood there in front of that window and watched as a fleet of tow trucks came in and plucked every last vehicle off our lot. Put them all and on flatbeds and drove them away liquidated them for pennies on the dollar. Wow. And I I told,
0: I could have done that for so much more.
1: I told them and see some of those cars because they were salvaged. We knew we had to do something. So we started buying motors, replacing engines. We started adding value to the vehicles. Mm -hmm. They had no idea what we did. Right. So that's sad. Yeah. Everyone lost. And then I get this letter, this polite letter from their attorney saying, uh, dear Mr. Menino. So we, um, have just liquidated all of your assets and you owe us $300,000. Please write a check and mail it to this address. It was like literally a one page thing. And they, they honestly thought we had like, because we were doing such volume, they mm-hmm. thought we had accounts in Switzerland mm-hmm. and you were hiding. Mm-hmm. Dude, I'm done. I have nothing. And I told them, I was like, if you liquidate all these cars, you're not going to get anything. There's no, you can't squeeze water out of stone, you know? Yeah. Right. And, um, it, fi- I was financially destroyed and that was 2014. So after the peak, when we were doing $8 million a year, it all went to zero. Yeah. Coming up on 10 years ago and wow. everything, all my eggs. Basket. That's when God came to the rescue because I was at the depressed. is not, not even the word because I had risked everything. I promised my family, the sun, the moon, and the stars, mm-hmm. and I failed miserably. And, um, yeah, that was that was a very rough. Time. Wow, have you shared this story
0: publicly before?
1: Um, I a few people, a few mm-hmm. people, um, but not publicly. No,
0: no, it's incredible. I just I just want to express some gratitude, man, because there's a lot of transparency here, and it's not an uncommon story either, you know. And we just wrapped it up right here. It's like, well, okay, what's the next chapter going to be? But man, I've I've heard and, and not unsimilar to the story of mine. And I've never gone completely broke, but I tried a bunch of different stuff that so oh, yeah. lasted for a while. Some of it just about broke me. Those lessons, the the things you learn along the way are valuable. Because <clears throat> we have some people come in. One of my favorite questions to ask now is, have you ever run a business before? I don't care if it succeeded or failed. Kind oh. of irrelevant. You're going to learn all, a lot of the same lessons either way. And for people who say, no, never have. I'm like, and your perception of how the world works is very different from reality. <laughs> because wow. if you want a big dose of reality, try to run a profitable business. You're going to oh, get man. smacked in the face with reality all day, every day, whether you like it or not, even the days you don't feel like it, right? You've been on that road, man. So oh. kudos to you. Hey, coming up on 30 years, Mary,
1: too. Business building warriors, man.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a reason we call you warriors, man. Mud I, I
1: try to think of myself, you know, as Rocky and as and just yeah. Ivan Drago beating the crap out of me. I have to. I keep getting up. I keep, getting, keep, up, I keep yeah. getting up and I'm yeah. bloodied and battered and, and yeah. I'm like, I can't like, stop. Yeah.
0: Oh, you're back for more, huh? It's like, yep, here I am. Here I am. You bring it. What, what do you got for me today? It's either going to be the government or it's going to be someone you thought you could trust that you can't anymore, or it's going to be a supplier that you thought was in, you know, or a price that you thought was set or a customer that you thought was going to
1: pay something. Jim, those you, lenders were our best buddies. Oh, and sure. the guy that used to take us out to dinner, he ended up cutting the locks on our lot mm-hmm. and we had him on camera. And he was looking around thinking we were hiding cars behind. He cut the locks Mm. and came in saying that it was in the contract. He was allowed to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But, but after that, so, so I was at my lowest point. God came in and and check this out. This is going to, this one's going to put some, some chills on up up your spine here. I started like, what do I do now? Now I have this computer engineering degree, but you know, as well as I do, if you don't use a computer engineering degree for 10, 11 years, that's useless. couple of years. Cracker Jack box, man. Ago. Throw it away. It's useless. Mm-hmm. So, but I have to try, right? So I start sending whatever the website was back then. Indeed, something. I, I started sending out 40, 50 resumes. Mm-hmm. I got one response. And it was a food startup of all things, right? I wanted to get in the food business. And they wanted an IT manager. And it said, and when I tell you, Jim, that this thing lit up off the page, like it was just took, the wording was, Looking for uh, an IT manager, understanding that times change and your skill set may not be up to date, prefer business experience. And I was like, now, the money wasn't great, but I didn't need money at this point. You know what I needed, right? And I was like, I emailed and I was like, here's my thing. Here's my resume. I attached it. I get an email back. And I told my wife, I called her. I was like, "Hun, something. I'm feeling it. This is something. She's like, okay, okay, let's see what happened." Boom. Come in for an interview. Never forget it. I go there. It's a converted pizzeria. Chef Christoph is in the back. So it was a food delivery. Like so, they would make meals and we would sell them and deliver them here in Atlanta. But when I went there, I walk in in my three piece suit. You know, I hadn't done an interview in forever. And there is my uh, well, spoiler alert, right? My my boss slash business partner now. But there he is sitting down. And he must've just finished a game of tennis. He was in shorts and a t-shirt, you know? So I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. I, I sat down. He starts grilling me about the car business, not anything else. I had to put it on my resume. I had to explain what I was doing for the last yeah years. Sure. He starts asking me very specific questions. And I'm like, man, is this guy trying to qualify me or disqualify me? We talked for an hour and a half. We got into the startup, the business, the funding, you know, and I'm, just, it's just like, boom, boom, boom. We're just hitting it off. So when we were all done, he says to me, I said, listen, I- I'm not going to lie to you. I said, I'm in kind of a down spot right here. And I could really use a job and I just want to know what my odds are. And he's like, I wouldn't give you an hour and a half of my time if I wasn't 100% convinced that you're the guy for me. He's like, you're probably wondering why I was asking you so much about the car business. Ready? My family owned a salvage car auction. No way. We bought 80% <laughs> of our inventory from his auctions. Their auctions, they sold to a big major company that does a salvage auctions, multimillion dollar sale. Now they're investing the proceeds. One door closes, the other door opens. Wow. How on earth, you tell me, yeah. how do I send out 40 resumes? One person replies, In it's exactly. gets better. Yeah. I was on the phone with him five years prior. Five he years prior, I met him. Talk, just, just see, my partner would always go to the office. Sure, I was yeah. the guy in the office, so yeah. I, we both just like went wow. And today, he not only gave me a job, and I've been an IT manager ever since. He has multiple companies, and I kind of, I'm still part time with him, mm-hmm. um, and I do, you know, support all his companies, and he gives me benefits for that. But he also put, and I told him, I was like, look, I will work for you, and I will be your best employee, but I need to get a business going at some time again. I was like, I, it's just in me. He understood 100. He's an entrepreneur, I'm an entrepreneur, and he funded this new e-commerce company that I have right now. Pardon the interruption. We'll get back to the show in just a moment,
0: but I've got to tell you about the sponsor that we have today, Humminbird, H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D, humminbird.com. There's a link in the show notes. They provide services for all your trademarks, corporate setup, branding, marketing, and tax advising as well as we enter that time of the year where taxes are on the mind of especially those of us here in the united states how do you most efficiently handle the challenges of making sure you get all of your deductions taking care of all your tax concerns making sure you do it right without paying too much as an e-commerce seller as an amazon business building warrior they've got some incredible services that you should go check out at hummingbird.com that's spelled h-u-m-n-b-i-r-d.com let's get back
1: to the program he not only gave me a job and i've been an it manager ever since he has multiple companies and i kind of i'm still part-time with him Mm -hmm. um and i do you know support all his companies and he gives me benefits for that but he also put and i told him i was like look i will work for you and i'll be your best employee but I need to get a business going at some time again. I was like, it's just in me. He understood 100%. He's an entrepreneur. I'm an entrepreneur. And he funded this new e-commerce company that I have right now. Wow.
0: That's amazing. Yeah, call them divine appointments. So many, I have so many stories. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. The one person on the planet that could connect at that level and solve the problems you had and bring your past experiences, your past failures even, and turn them into assets. Like how many people could have taken your past failures and turned them into assets that day in an hour and a half conversation? Absolutely. Five people on the planet, maybe. And you sat down to lunch with one of them,
1: (laughs) the best one of the five. (laughs) Incredible. To this day, it gives me chills. That's
0: amazing. Wow. Yeah. That's just, I mean, that's, you know, when you see, when you turn your problems
1: over to God, man, you call out and like, Hey, okay. And there was a lot of praying going on right there. That's right. You can probably imagine. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was stripped bare to my very core and just like, but, you know, I got to say this, though, you know, I took those risks, right? My family sure. did you know, yeah. as a dad, as someone, that is the most painful thing any father could ever experience, husband and father could ever experience, you know, you make a decision, right? And yes, you know, you, I truly believe with everything in my heart and soul that I could do this and, and entrepreneurs do, but I was humbled to realize that I don't control everything, man, you know? And it's like, you can only do so much. And it really knocked me down. And I said, okay, I'm going to do this right the next time around. So I, I went to work, did the nine to five thing. It was great having a boss who was an entrepreneur because we would brainstorm. So I got to scratch the entrepreneurial itch without having to put any money on the table. And obviously financially had to rebuild, had to totally rebuild because I was wiped out. And my wife's been a trooper ever since. Um, she's really hung in there. And what drives me right now, as you can imagine... Is to to make up for what, you know, because there's failures and then there's like failures, you know, and I'm going to make this right and I'm going to do it the right way. So I I started over, but I started slowly mm-hmm. and just building up one little brick at a time because the fast, like you always say, that fast curve up, is mm-hmm. scary. Off. higher you go.
0: Party. Wealth hastily gained is soon departed. It's a proverb, man. Yeah, and you don't have to look very far to to see oh, yeah. examples of it everywhere. The vast majority of people that win the lottery doesn't matter how much it is, mm-hmm. their life is a wreck. It's a disaster within a very short period of time, in oh, yeah. one way or another. Right? Some of the so, most people I knew had all kinds of money. Yeah. Right? So oh, yeah. No, you No, not to lose I, all your money to have a miserable
1: life. <laughs> and it's very it's very deceiving when you see big checks right. coming in because you yeah. think. I'm good, man. As long as that money's coming in, I don't need to worry about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. that way. Yeah. So, so now I have two businesses right now, right? So, what after all of that, I said, okay, I'm just going to start dabbling, and I started, you know, let me go back to eBay, let me go back to Amazon, um, and I started doing that. I joined the coaching program, so I did that for a little while, and then I got into private label. Dun, dun. So my uh, my wife's cousin said, Ben, I believe in you. I'm going to put some money down and let's, let's start an Amazon business. So I started doing private label and um, I did these uh, necklaces, the essential oil necklaces. I had a good friend who who sold essential oils through what's one of the uh, young living, young living. And she says that, you know, and I saw the market was hot. So I started to built a brand and started doing, this is probably 20, 2015, I think exactly what you say about, you know, private label is 100% true. Crashed and burned, you know, it was great for a while, but you know, I was selling them for 12, 13, 15 bucks. At that price point, here come the vultures, man. And the and the the price just tanked, tanked, tanked. And that one went kaput. So time and time again, your failures are not failures. Your failures Mm -hmm. can be massive successes. So don't even ever think, and I'm talking to the people to the listeners here, don't think that when you struggle or you bump your scrape your knee or whatever, something really bad. Someone else. That can turn into something great if you just zoom the camera angle. Obviously, we're humans; we have emotions. Where I was, I was really down, and that's why I say that God came in when He did because if He didn't, I don't know where I was going at that point. Honestly, I was just I was at my darkest, worst point in my life, and you know I got that spark, that little bit of hope to start going in the direction. But I've learned that there's that's always there. That's always there, and that and this community has always been you know the podcast. Listen to it all the time. Why? It's just in light. You know, like you're in your car, wasting time just driving. Uh, what am I gonna do? Pop that on there. By the time you get to your destination, business number five is no. I- no, but I'm just saying. Like you-, you, just feel that incredible boost, and you know, you just know. You hear people's stories, like you said, people who are in ten times worse situation than you ever will be, who are killing it, and it's just mm-hmm. like, man. Tops remember the guy you said who said who is yeah. blind, and he's work. He's doing this. He's blind. Yeah, I mean, what are we complaining about? You know? right. All right. I'll shut up now. That was a lot. <laughs> no, <laughs> but please it's... ask me questions because I know I just dumped a bunch of stuff
0: and um, I'd yeah. love to. That was quite a timeline, quite a story, man. And, and that was, yeah, but it's, I think it's going to impact a lot of people to hear just all the ups and downs and where you're at now and the confidence you have now and that you found some things that are truly dialed in and working well for you you know i do want to hear a little bit more about the business model you said that the, you've got the, the two brothers working with you now and I'm, i didn't catch
1: exactly what it is that they're doing though Okay. What's so, that business so because they were already in the business of producing food and they were making food from scratch but they had connections with all the suppliers they would buy all the ingredients are they and, helping
0: those brands get on amazon then exactly
1: yeah okay See, so they already have all those connections right. but But what what happened was they started with just, hey, let's go to the distributors. We were already some of those distributors were selling their products, but they had the relationship and they said, What what do you have? They're from Colombia. So they started there. And let's try some of these candies, snacks. And oh wow, you know, they understand the product. They created listings. You know, it came easy to them because they were so used to it and they were able to quickly climb the ladder. But every way, every step along the way, right? So starting off with just the basic products. They'd run into a snag. Never, ever did it ever stop them. They would just go, okay, how do we work around this? Right. They would learn YouTube videos, study, and then they'd go, okay. So it's been a slow progression. But when I say slow, that's comical, right? Because it's been less than a year. So we're talking from zero. And right now we're probably $70,000 per month in sales. Probably margins are, are in the in the low 20s, I would say. But now, you know, ever, you know, because... They would run into things like, like with Goya, right? Okay, we're selling Goya products. Talk to them and Goya has their own brand. Right. And so they realize we, we have to have our own brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, so all the things that, that are taught here on a pretty regular basis, they've kind of just evolved into that very, very rapidly. And they're at the point now because they have the skill of making food is they're starting to create some of their own spice mixes. What they see is selling well. Mm-hmm. They go, wait a second. We can make our own private label version of that, you know, and it's low risk. They never take big risks. They just do simple tests. tests. Yeah. Is this um, on
0: your your Amazon selling account
1: or there? So we 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 have a separate account. We created a brand new account. The three right. of us. Okay. You know? Um. So that's all dedicated to that company and that brand. Very um, good. So yeah, they're they're at the point now where and they're just expanding talking to different brands, going to the shows, the food shows that they always have gone to. But now they're going booth to booth, talking to the, the guys yeah. that create it, different it products. They've opened an
0: agency. It, around here, we call it the proven product partnering model, helping Absolutely. brands get on Amazon and Absolutely. establish a presence. They don't want to mess with them themselves. It's oh, yeah. so expensive. It's a massive. And I,
1: I mentioned them to, to Jonathan when I was at the event, you know, and Jonathan's here in Georgia. So he came down and we all had lunch together and he loves the guys and they lo- love him. And and they were just kind of brainstorming and they're, they're all like, ah, you know, <laughs> it was, it was really, really cool. You
0: know, a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Man, it's, 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 it's a huge opportunity. And anyone with basic Amazon selling skills can start talking to brands and do the same thing. It's one of the modules inside the proven Amazon course, proven product mm-hmm. partnering teaches you the things you need to know to launching. Once you got a few happy brands, your wow. reputation carries you forward. And
1: we've seen some people pick up a lot of accounts very quickly with that strategy. Yeah, very cool. And I know man. a lot of your n- listeners are probably that that probably scares them, right? And for me it was frightening. And when I watched them do it so effortlessly, I realized one thing. When you start talking about what you know, mm-hmm. those brands look at you like you are just yeah. wow, man, you They've
0: so- never heard of FBA. They've never heard it, they don't know what it, an it, ASIN is. They don't know <laughs> what it means to set up a new listing based on the keywords that some of your competitors are using. What's it mean to you? What, what do you mean? I get me to have a good headline on the listing. They don't know any of that.
1: Exactly. It's and just you become more that, empowered when you start talking about that. Like don't, don't approach these people thinking, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, you're just having a conversation with them. Hey, yeah. have you ever thought about Amazon?
0: Yeah. Well, you're yeah, but we don't know
1: what to do. And then you just yeah. start talking about what, you know, like, a, like you're conversing with a buddy and yeah. next thing, you know, they're like, can you help me? And mm-hmm. at, you know, I, wow, you know and and naturally that will progress to the point. then of course, you know, yeah, you're gonna be like, I don't know what to do. That's what the group is for, right? Mm-hmm. That's what the course is for. It's mm-hmm. all there. Somebody's done that. Yeah. You don't even have to worry. And I know the guys have even have like an affiliate program, right? You just connect them and hand it over to the guys. and you know, you can get a percentage and they'll take do all the heavy lifting. So there's so many opportunities beyond, and that's a way for you to slowly just start getting your confidence up to where you could do it yourself. But right. at, the, at the beginning, you're just helping people and it feels amazing. So Yeah, just having conversations.
0: I want to make sure too that we, we're clear with everyone. You mentioned liquidations and you're doing really well with them, but you're selling on eBay and Facebook Marketplace. You're not selling liquidations on Amazon. That can get you, you in trouble very quickly. Right? Very,
1: very quickly. Very and, and I did at the beginning, I learned that lesson the hard way, right? Yeah. So I did get slapped. It turned out that one of the products I had been selling was... So this is a auction that has freight, you know, like so there's all kinds, right? Liquidations, returns from Home Depot and Target, the ones that everybody knows. But sure. then there are also things that uh, were insurance claims, right? Mm-hmm. So this was a pallet that was on its way to a particular reseller that was based here in Georgia. Um, it was a pet food product. Amazing um, sales rank and everything else. I'm like, whoa, you know, and, and it did it sell amazing. The owner calls me and says that When she received that shipment, one or two pallets was missing. She placed a claim and the claim was denied. And those two pallets showed up at the auction. Wow. And so it ended up being this huge court case. Now I was 100% in the, so, so my, my boss that I mentioned earlier and now business partner, Mm -hmm. he's an attorney, which comes in handy. And he said, you're 100% legitimate ownership. Like I didn't have to worry about anything criminal, but obviously as far as Amazon was concerned, you know, got me squashed from the listing. Um, yeah. That was stolen goods, basically. Right. Right. From, their range now, from. On another, it happened again with this uh, powder product. I forget what it was supplements. You know, the CEO sent me an email, really nasty email. I said, you know what? I'm going to call get on the phone with him. I'm explaining to him, dude, here's what's going on. He was, it was nice. And he goes, do you realize you're selling against me? you're buying for less than I manufactured this for. He's like, stop. And I'm like, okay. I said, look, I didn't do anything wrong. I said, I'm just a guy looking for product. I find them. I bid on them. I win them. And I sell them. I was like, I'm not the criminal here. He's like, I understand, but do you understand what you're doing to my business? So we, we became friends and I said, well, let me be a, a wholesaler for you. And he's like, you know what he told me? You can't make enough profit. I see what it sells for on Amazon. I can't sell it to you for enough margins for you to make it worth your while. You know, he knew that, but, but he was really cool. And he bought the pallet from me. He, bought he said, back. take, he said, take it off. You know, but, but what the lesson in that is number one, don't sell that stuff on Amazon. Number two, right. don't be afraid. Take up the phone to pick up the phone. And I was scared because I was like, this is you know, but I was like, I, I got to do it. I, I just got to do it. And it ended up working out. Okay. You know, that's cool. But there's so much stuff. The cool part about it is every two weeks, I go to this auction, 1,600 pallets, and I spend an entire day there. It's like replense, like when you go to the store. But the coolest part of this is that I'm buying a pallet of stuff for sometimes less than what your first order from the wholesaler would be. So mm-hmm. my risk profile is ridiculously low. Right. Now, where it gets a little hairy, if I could show you the warehouse, you, I've got a warehouse and four storage units full of stuff, because you could sell 10% of your product and you're already making a profit. But slow movers sit for a long time and you need to store it um, when you're buying it in that kind of quantity. But right. you can make that calculation. When you go to those auctions, you can go in there and just look up the product. And I do all my research, the keepa everything else, and I place my bids accordingly. Because it's 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 silent bid, right? Mm-hmm. We're all bidding on a hidden piece of paper. You don't know if the guy next to you is, is going to bid or not. Right. Uh, I've gotten materials from my home, Redoing floors, I got vanities. We redid the bathrooms for pennies on the dollar. So there's there's other benefits to it, but that's something that I've become very passionate about, and um, I've learned a ton, and I'm going to keep learning more because what that has done is allowed me to go part time in my other business, and it really has funded not only my business growth, but the second business I started with these young men. I've been able to finance that company. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and that I know is going to blossom into, into an incredible business. It already is, um, yeah. but 70, at a very a low risk. Yeah.
0: So yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, you, you've learned some very valuable lessons. I think it's going to serve some people well to kind of listen to your story. They're going to relate so many good lessons to pull from this today. Yeah. <laughs> for I, sure. I, yeah. But,
1: and, that, and that's why I wanted, I wanted to share it because I wanted anyone who's afraid. Yeah. There's a light at the end of the tunnel, man. Just, yeah just dive in, you know, like one, one day at a time. I mean, I know a lot of times this stuff weighs on you heavily and you might, but don't let it stop you from doing something that you know would work or, and, and just, just dip your toe in the water. The beauty of, like you say it all the time, e-commerce is something and garage say, I mean, I still go to garage sales and, and those are anyone who's like, I don't know what to start with. Go to garage sales, man. There's garage sales in my community in multi-million-dollar subdivisions. That you go there's there's five dollar items that are brand new that are worth a hundred. I promise you, it's yeah, there, everywhere. But just just yeah. don't even buy. Just spend the day going on eBay or whatever. You know, eBay. I love it because you can see sold items and how fast mm-hmm. they sell. And and you'll see like, oh, I'll put a dollar on this. I'll put a dollar on that. You mm-hmm. risk ten dollars and you have a chance to make hundreds. Mm-hmm. And you learn. Mm-hmm. Why not?
0: The the business I'm most excited about, as I've just kind of listened to your story and where you're at right now, is what you have going with those two young men, because that's actually an asset that you can sell at some point. You know, one of the reasons that we steer people away, typically of going super deep on only like liquidation, yard sale, that kind of thing, is because you end up with a death pile of product that's hard to move typically. Now you can make a good living, but when yes. you're done, no one wants that business, man. And yep. you can't set it and forget it kind of thing. You're Absolutely. the decision maker who's on the line, right? Yep. So that's the reason we, we tend to usher people towards the replens model, than oh, sure. wholesale or branded bundles. And because now you're building an asset and now you can sell it someday, but agree, those are opportunities 100%. out there to, to hustle and put money in the bank, liquidation, eBay yard sale. I mean, I, my phone rang here just a couple of days ago as we're sitting here earlier this week and someone has best estimate. I can tell between 25,000 and hundred thousand dollars worth of stuff in a house. You know, the husband has died uh, the wife is now in an assisted living and they're, they're ready to, to empty the house and sell. It's like, just turned into money. Can you help us free inventory? We're oh, going to, I saw, after, the, I saw that post. Yeah, yeah exactly. So after that. all of our expenses are paid, we split what remains with them. And they've got just all kinds of incredible fines and oh. stuff that's still in the box and collections collections from, you know, seventies, eighties, nineties. It's incredible. Those opportunities are everywhere. Didn't cost everywhere. me anything. Right? So if you're ready to hustle,
1: you have a team, you can take advantage of those kind of things. Man, beautiful. Beautiful. Can I tell you one more quick story? And I promise I'm done. Yeah, for sure. County auctions. County mm-hmm. auctions. I stumbled on one. I walked around. There were these four four machines on the ground. It was an outdoor sitting in the grass, walked up, and I'm looking at these things. They look like washing machines. There were affordable. He starts the bidding at $1,000. No bidders. He keeps dropping, dropping. 500 500, 500 250 $250, 50 25 $10. I'll take it for $10. You want all four of them? $40. No idea what they were. People were coming up to me at the auction. What are these? I don't know. I'll figure it out. They were water samplers. Okay, Big old washing machine looking thing. You put it by a lake owned by the water company, the water uh, department. And it had a computer in it. It puts a tube into the lake and takes samples through as a pump, puts them in test tubes And then they bring it back and test it on a regular basis, insulated, protected from the elements, $15,000 brand new, each one of them, two of them were functional and two of them were not. The two that were functional, I sold on eBay for $2,400 each and the broken ones I sold for five or $600 a piece, Hmm. $40 investment, Hmm. just going to the auction, just go. Um, I think AuctionZip.com is the website that will, has A lot of the goofiest auctions that you'd be like, this looks ridiculous. Just go. Mm -hmm. I promise you. What was that website again? Auctionzip.com. It'll show you all the local auctions. And then you can kind of just, you'll see like one was a movie studio. I've been to auctions that just caught my eye. I was like, oh, let me go. Never, never fail to put serious money in my pocket. Like I said, I'm using all of that money to get to a more stable business. Because 100% I agree with you that, you know, I want to sleep at night. I, I don't want to wonder, you know, I I had, those were very nerve wracking when I had those issues. You know, I got a letter, a lawyer letter, you know, I'm just like, mm, what, what am I, do? you know, I, I thought I was just buying and selling what the heck, but it's, it serves the purpose. A lot of times you don't have a lot of money, you know? So you do those things, save the money and then go do replans, man. It, that yeah. That's the path, right? Because people right. are afraid to go to replans thinking, I don't have the money. That's a great way to to raise money and to learn. You're also learning, so
0: that helps. It's a good way to wade into e-commerce. It's the that's the lowest entry point. Is just flipping stuff. And I mean, someone just posted in the Facebook group today. They just posted on the you know in their neighborhood, say, "Hey, uh, I'll I'll split. You know, if you got stuff you want to sell, I'll I'll sell it online and split the money." And your phone rings constantly. mm -hmm. There's just no excuse if you're ready to go into hustle mode. But once you've got those funds getting into something a little more intentional where you're building a brand building branded bundles oh yeah maybe getting maybe opening an agency like you talked about helping some other brands which you know it's not a complex business model it just isn't you, at that point you've got the skills to tell brands hey I can help worst case scenario is we sell a few items on Amazon right it's not That's a huge right. risk for anybody it's a great business model proven product partnering that module but yeah Do lots you- of opportunity I I love that you've uh, your story kind of wandered into some very sustainable, stable, consistent, producing ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, allowed us to end kind of like with a with a note of hope. There's a lot of people out there kind of struggling, oh, and yeah. hopefully, I think this is going to encourage a lot of people. Like, all right, I I just need to get out there and do some of this. I and, hope so, and, and, I hope and so. then if we if we can be of help, you know, we've got a great coaching program. You're going to be doing some coaching with us probably yeah. maybe. On I started the... as
1: a coach, you know, that was another very frightening thing for me, but I, I know I could help people and, and regardless of what I feel. And it's, it's just something to help me grow and help me grow while I help someone else grow, you know, and it's like, it's a win-win across the board. So yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, Well, excited to have you on the team, and look forward to seeing you in May at the Proven yes. Conference. But but we need to wrap this episode up, man. This yes. is one of our longer ones I've done. Oh yeah. and, uh, I've got yeah. I've got to finish my day out here. Don't so. want to
1: interview an Italian, man. This...
0: Yeah, no, no, dude, you did an excellent job. It's great <laughs> hanging out with you, you. and uh, and I, it it was real. It definitely proven.
1: got easier as we got
0: going. Oh, for sure, man. Yeah. We've got a great story, and it just shows the longevity of of what's kind of happened. It's kind of a story of the industry, you know, and oh, kind of where you sure. end up now is. A really good place, so it's good to see you there, man. Thanks for being such a a
1: loyal part of this community for so long. Thank you, and thank you for doing what you do because you know it again, it's the information is great and everything else, but it's the hope that gives a a lot of people like me, uh, to know when whatever's going on that somebody out there has worse and has done amazing things, you know. Mm -hmm. So don't ever stop doing this because. It's just amazing how it changes lives. And um, we, we all, I know I'm speaking for the entire community when I say thank you very much for everything you do and keep mm-hmm. rocking it, brother. Thanks for that, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I love doing it. It's been very quick, 23 years, dude. I'm telling you. <laughs> E-commerce. Well, it goes quick, man. Yep, it
0: goes quick. Yeah. But God bless you, man. We'll, we'll connect God again soon. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks, Jim. Take right, care. Bye for now. Bye. Hey, thanks for hanging out with us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Before I let you go, one last reminder, Humminbird.com, today's sponsor for all your trademarks, corporate setup, branding, marketing needs, and yes, tax services as an Amazon e-commerce seller. Book a schedule appointment with them today to take care of all those paperwork things that you don't wanna have to mess with. They're really good at it. They'll take good care of you. Tell them I sent you hummingbird.com, H-U-M-N-B-I-R-D.com. Thanks for being a sponsor of
1: this program. Hey, we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentGym.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.